in the nation's northwest corner is Washington. And it's time for our resident historian, Felix Spinell, who joins us Friday mornings for All Over the Map. His quick look at the stories behind local places and things. And this week, the old greenhouses in Monroe that were operated for nearly 40 years by a legendary railroad. Felix. Good morning, Dave. Yeah, the legendary railroad was the Great Northern, the one that went over Stevens Pass, which was merged into what's now the BNSF just over 50 years ago. It's a perfect time to talk about an old greenhouse. you got the Northwest Flower and Garden Show this weekend at the convention center. Monday is Valentine's Day. Kind of have that ambient sound I recorded in Monroe yesterday as a Seattle-bound Empire Builder went past? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like we're right there. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people, the Great Northern is an especially beloved railroad, and it might be the only one that had its own greenhouses. It's a growing operation that dates to the early 20th century, and its sole employee at a uh, border station over at Elk, Washington, a station over there, a guy named George Dishmaker, Management liked what he had done to beautify the station there at Elk and saw the potential for doing the same for the whole system. They expanded the operation and moved it to Monroe in 1926. Dishmaker's girlfriend was a school teacher there, apparently, so he was happy to move from tiny little Elk to slightly larger Monroe. Now, the source of this information is a guy named David Sprow. He's a great guy, fun to talk to, knows his stuff. He's a railroad historian who lives in St. Helens, Oregon. He worked for the railroad from 1960 to 1997, and he grew up in Monroe. So he saw the greenhouse in operation as a kid and a young man, and he knew the people who worked there. Why exactly would the Great Northern Railway even need a big greenhouse? They supplied fresh flowers for the dining cars on all the passenger trains, and they supplied planted flowers in planter boxes at all the depots on the system, clear back into Minnesota and South Dakota. Every Great Northern station had a little planter box in front of all of its windows, and uh, usually geraniums. So yeah, so diff- yeah, different era of travel. You know, the whole system was supplied by train, of course, from Monroe and some of those great northern stations from Seattle all the way back to the Midwest. And railroad-owned places like the lodges at Glacier National Park, they were like botanical gardens. and had, right. The dining cars had fresh flowers all the time and things like lilies at Easter. Now, the greenhouses were expanded around the end of World War II with a boom of post-war travel. even became a destination for horticulture groups and others interested in plants and flowers. But like so many things, the economics of passenger rail started to shift in the late 50s and early 60s. Yet the greenhouses at Monroe were shut down in early 1963 and then were demolished that December. It, it didn't linger. I was out there yesterday poking around. There's nothing left. Nothing would give you any clue that such a cool facility was there for almost 40 years. But I can personally vouch that history still blooms there, Dave. Yeah? <laughs> That's... Oh, I thought, I thought there was That's some... That's my big finish. <laughs> I thought you found some exotic flower in the shape of a train. No, or no, okay, just history. Fine. you got to close your eyes and kind of take a deep <laughs> whiff, and you'll smell the history right there. The way you deliver that line is, but Dave, history still blooms in Monroe. <laughs> I'm it. Felix Bunnell for Cairo News Radio. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Felix. Have a great weekend. You too.